Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Welcome to Food Court, a production of iHeartRadio. This is Food Court with Richard Blaze. That's me. And I've been a chef and a judge all over TV and a sort of different media. Can, do we say just TV now? I'm streaming. I'm, we're, we're doing all of it. And now I'm here, live in the studio, judging your innermost thoughts about serious food topics. You probably thought, I'm not competing on a cooking show? Richard will never judge me? No, Richard Blaze will judge you right here, <laughs> right now, in the food court, which brings us to today's debate. We couldn't have this debate in the studio because my guests today both live in New York City, where I am a native. I am a native New Yorker. I'm always very proud to say that. If you are a New Yorker, you're always proud to say you're a native New Yorker. And I'm here in LA, very far <laughs> away from our guests. And that means that the miracle of Zoom is bringing us here together even if it was a five minute delay to get us here. And boy, oh boy, am I excited about today's guests. I've stalked them for the last couple of days all over their social media. I've watched all of their standups and I'm so happy to have the host of the new iHeart podcast, Parenting is a Joke and formerly of NPR's Ask Me Another. It's Canadian born stand-up comedian and writer, Ophira Eisenberg. Yes, thank you, my friend. And my native. New- does does anyone say native Los Angelina? Los Angelina, or they they just go Los Angelina? I'm a Los Angelina. Los Angelina, now in New York. I'm a native New Yorker. My I said writer too. Like my New York like weird accent came out there for a second. Welcome, Ophira. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. What are you What are you up to today? In the moment. I will admit that I am not in New York. I'm <gasps> further up island. 
in Long Island, as a friend of mine has a place that is a little cooler that invited mm. me and my family. I have a six-year-old son to go hang out at. And so, uh, yeah, I'm I'm living a, an altered reality that I've, I've never lived before. Like people yeah. who have, you know, a house. You're in, in the, the Hamptons. You can say it. You're in it's, the Hamptons. It's not the Hamptons. It's close. Never just... been... They do not let me in the Hamptons. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I will say this. Uh, I am, a, like I said, not only am I a native New Yorker, I am a native Strong Islander. Oh, there we go. All Long right. Island is in the house. Also, not born and raised anywhere near the Hamptons. They don't let me there either. But once I played mini golf in Montauk, does that count? Oh, I think it does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. I once I accidentally took the uh, train out that far because I fell asleep. Does that count? <laughs> that does count. That does count. That's the worst part of the LIR right there is like if you fall asleep and you, you thought you were in Tarrytown and the next thing you know, you're in Montauk. Exactly. I actually With had a, no friends. The, listen, I don't know why I'm sharing. You're you're obviously like, like the vibes of like just like let's just overshare here. But I had a girlfriend break up with me after that mini golf. <laughs> <gasps> Took me all the way well, out. Wait to a Montauk. second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Who won at the mini golf game? I mean, probably it probably was me. I, I think it, it might have been a competitive thing. Are you going? Are you getting right into it right there? Well, let's let's admit one thing. Does anyone ever win at mini golf? No, you've both <sighs> lost the second you agree to it. <laughs> but for that to be punctuated with a breakup, that's devastating. It's horrible. It's horrible. Devastating. Wins. A horrible windmill wins. and a little. Uh, that's what, what it is. Did you have to hit that's... it under a bridge and a exactly. small little canal? Hit... Little did I know that was the the. the... <laughs> The last ball I was going to hit into a clown's mouth. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <sighs> All right. And here to argue with Ophira is her friend. We'll see how long that lasts after today. Most recently, he was producing and writing for Showtime's Jesus and Miro. And on last week tonight before that, it's comedian Josh Gondelman. Hello. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Now, Josh, are, are you in New York, even though you're wearing a Boston Red Sox cap? Yeah, yes. well, I mean, I feel especially when I'm in Boston, I'm from the Boston area, and when I'm in Boston, I don't feel as much compulsion to wear a Red Sox hat because it is assumed. That is the assumed identity <laughs> when you're in Boston. And whatever hat you're wearing, it means you like the Red Sox unless it says otherwise. So I I feel much more compulsion to wear my Red Sox hat when I'm in, I live in Brooklyn, when I'm in Manhattan for whatever reason, work or visiting friends. And so, yeah, I feel like I have to represent the Red Sox who are not playing well lately, which again, as a New Englander, makes me feel more compelled to be like, they're still my guys. Dude, this team is in the toilet right now. We're in the sh but I think we're going to pull it out. I hope they're in last Josh, place, Josh. That's right. They're in last place. Josh, don't you think in Brooklyn, like the hierarchy goes like number one Mets hat? Mets hat is a very good. I think number that's one. like kind of the hipster move is yeah, a Mets hat. And the hat. number two, Brooklyn Dodgers, old school, doesn't exist <laughs> anymore. That's number two. Number mm. three, Red Sox. Number four, Yankees. No, I don't think oh. so. Well, I mean, I also used to live uptown. I lived at 137th Street, and it was like not a diversity of baseball allegiances that far north in the city. It was Yankees. My neighbors, I would walk out of the house. I'd walk out of my building with a Red Sox hat on, and my neighbors would go like, Yankees for life. Like, truly, a guy said that to me. And I went, hey, man, I respect that. And he goes, you better. <laughs> it's like, okay. That's great. I was going to ask Don't you how often that happens. How, how often do you get heckled on the streets wearing a Red Sox hat? But obviously, daily. It's not, right. Well, it's not as much in this neighborhood where I feel like it is a little less 
diehard. I imagine there are probably more transplants from other places than where I used to live. But yeah, it's definitely a thing. And I mean, working for Jesus and Marrow for years, they would constantly whenever the Red Sox would lose a game they would just be like ah you loser like they would really <laughs> yeah, get on they're, 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 they're uptown guys right they're they're, they're, they're from the yeah. Bronx both of them from exactly. the Bronx and I'm in my and I'm sorry to be cursing so much but here comes another one in my interview for the show in late 2018 it was right after the Red Sox had beat the Dodgers in the World Series and I came in and Jesus who we'd never met before but he we knew of each other and he said to me he goes uh but you're in a pretty f- good mood today and i said it was truly the day after they clinched the world series and i went yeah man it feels amazing to win the world series you guys should try it sometime oh and that was our first conversation in the interview you're hired you're hired yeah i like your moxie this kid's got chutzpah yeah exactly he'll stand up he'll tell us the truth all right now listen the chemistry is i mean what's the word palpable how long have you two known each other obviously the banter is there Well, we've known each other. I don't it's know. It's good to be like. It's. I mean, I'm gonna say something like we've we've been in New York comedy together for a long time, but I yeah. feel like I don't know. I probably met you at a show like I'm gonna say pandemic ends adds two years, so I always have to do that little weird math. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Could it be eight? That sounds right. Yeah. That sounds right. I like truly have no well because I knew before I moved to the city. I knew of you and your comedy and was a fan. So I, it like, I don't know when we met, which is such a like, and and I've been here for 11 years now, which is like preposterous to me. Bonkers. Yeah. I just remember right around the time, I think when you moved, so it would probably be like 11, didn't that, because I know a lot of Boston comics. And so when a new one makes their way to New York, (laughs) the other ones vouch for them. So like John Fish, like this Josh, good guy, Josh Gunman's in town now. Like he's good. You you guys make sure you put him on your shows. You'll like him. (laughs) I love that. I'm so, I have such a, like, as you can tell, like that little hometown pride. And it's, I think there are so many really funny comedians who have come through Boston and are now in New York. And, And a lot of people have moved on from, even from New York to LA, but like, uh, you know, Gary Gullman, John Fish, Mike Kaplan, Kenise Mobley are all here right. now. There, there's like so many great people. And and even, you know, Langston Kerman, Jenny Zagrino came through New York briefly and are now doing great in L.A., but like from Boston to here to there. And so yeah. I'm like, I feel a lot of like Boston pride in the the comedians. But I'm I'm I've been doing stand up in New York for like substantially longer than I did it before I moved. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, mean, I, I have started- a question about stand up as a fan of the art of stand up. What is the feeling out process when you like meet a new comedian backstage or in the green room? Is it competitive? Like with chefs and we're on shows, sometimes it can get weird and competitive. Do you like, oh, do you know this right. person? Do you know that person? Is it fun? Is it always cordial? Well, so you go, okay, you're making a face. Yeah, I want to hear yours. No, this is my perspective because I felt like when I started stand up in Canada, but now I too have done it longer in New York than I ever did in Canada. And because it was just a smaller scene, even though Canadians are nice and et cetera, because it was a smaller scene, it actually felt more competitive, which I know is counterintuitive. I feel like in New York, you want to start kind of with liking someone because you know what? You get a lot of your jobs from other comics. Mm-hmm. And so it is more fun to get along and you're kind of all in it together so it is more fun to get along and so i mean i always want to like people first round because well because it's just more fun to hang out and another person um Mm -hmm. so usually it's good backstage i think 
Yeah. Unless, but everyone's also, you know, depending on what show it is, like filled with anxiety and whatever wild thing they're going through. So it's not always the best place to meet someone (laughs) (laughs) i i really like it like when someone comes in from out of town i i'm always like excited to chat them up like what brought you in what are you doing while you're in town um and and i agree i think in in a smaller scene sometimes it feels like there's more cutthroat competition just for like stage time and in new york especially once you've been here for a while you're like there's plenty of whatever plenty i think colin quinn once said there's plenty of pie for everybody and and i think that that's how i like i think when people feel like they're comfortable and thriving and making progress in their own careers they're much less likely to like hoard the resources they have Mm. and they're much more like cool and pleasant backstage and stuff because they're not like oh if i don't do well tonight and you do well that means i'm not getting booked again like once people get into a zone of like i'm gonna do the job and even if it's not the best night of my life i'm fine (laughs) oh okay i love it there it is now here's the question though talking about hoarding the resources what's the Mm. what's the comic what's the stand-up food scene like i I, I envision it's like the it's like the it's like the avengers end scene you're all like eating shawarma at 4 a.m and telling jokes or or oh there it is that's it I mean, that's best case scenario. I think that's like the highest level. It doesn't get better than that. Usually, I mean, so because you're running around so often in New York, you're not always like hanging out afterwards Mm -hmm. because a lot of people are just like running to their next spot. But if you do end up, I mean, and also not many places have opportunities for food. Like Mm -hmm. few, there's few green rooms. There's like almost nowhere to hang out most of the time, Mm. except for like the cellar has the olive tree. I mean, like, some of the clubs have like little bits of green room, but it's far and few between for the club club scene. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And then on the road, it's a little more like you can imagine kind of what the the food is like. It's a lot of like easy stuff they can buy in ball in a lot of places. Some places you're like, ooh, this place is affiliated. Like Acme in Minneapolis has like a really nice restaurant that's attached to it. And But like other places you're like, oh, I'm going to get like, the, a chicken finger that is uniform to anywhere in America. <laughs> That's right. Or at the end of the night, you just hang out with your fellow comic. Maybe the, you're the headliner. Maybe you're the feature. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe it's a showcase. And you both, you know, you just like you have your kind bar yep. and your well bourbon shot. But the- and you call it a success. <laughs> yep. And there's also like, I still do kind of the touristy eating where like I'm in Chicago, like at Zany's, there's this bar around the corner <laughs> that stays open super late. And then there's a guy that like brings in homemade tamales uh, mm. that he like brings and sells like bar to bar. And it's like, how can you not be charmed by that? That's Absolutely. like a Chicago experience. And you know, it's an experience I've only had in Chicago. And I'm, I'm always like, ah, snacks on the road. There's nothing like unhealthy about eating at 2 a.m. No, no, you need it. The nothing chemistry need in your it. body requires it. You need it. Nothing beats the black market tamale. We're gonna, that is 100% <laughs> truth. Uh, Ophira, I'm reading here in your bio, it says that you reside with your husband and son where she can regularly be seen drinking a ton of coffee. I do. I actually was saying to my friend here at this lovely house in Long Island that I have to stop myself from not just drinking coffee 
all day. I think it is because I I have my dad was Israeli and he was a huge coffee drinker and he made the Turkish coffee at night oh. after after a meal where you know you boil it three times it's like it's a fragrant tar almost that you drink <laughs> in a little tiny cup. And so um, yeah, it's just uh, so but I do because I actually cannot handle the stimulant and I think decaf and other things that we are going to be talking about later are not coffee. Okay. Ooh, wow. I love it. Like, uh, listen, I, I as well could go coffee all day long. Josh, what about what about you? Yeah, I similarly have to like restrain myself from all day <laughs> I'm coffee. Glad we're all addicts. Yeah, and I also I'm like so mindless about my own body where like I could eat something that would make me sick for like five days in a row and on day six like it would take like my wife being like you've really felt awful every day you've been like eating those that pizza you found in the trash and I'd be like oh you're right yeah that's probably what's making me feel terrible all the time so like I really have to be like Josh, it's 7 p.m. You shouldn't like just get a cold brew while you're, you know, because you're early to the show and drink it, like switch to seltzer, switch to get a beer even because like I will just drink coffee. Yeah, all the time. And I'm I'm from from being from New England. I'm a Duncan loyalist. uh, And so it's a bad combination of words. I said, it's just it's who I am. I can't I can't lie about my heritage. Um, and and my dad, my dad was a big coffee drinker growing up and he would less than now, you know, had a coffee maker and K cups or whatever. But they he he was a, a Duncan guy. And I think so is in that. I will, I will respect the Duncan shout out here for one reason. There's no doubt that the coffee tastes a little bit like donuts. The osmosis. It does. Of the, of the, I of totally 100%. agree with percent. Doesn't matter if it's a plastic cup. Mm-hmm. There's a creaminess to their. I mean, like I actually researched. I was like, "Is that milk real?" I've I've actually like. Oh, tried interesting. To is Dunkin' Donuts coffee uh, milk real? And what did it say? Like they got to put sugar in it. Like they have to. Yeah. So far, all I could find was some sadder tales of health inspection issues. But the milk. Is <laughs> real. It's donut milk. It's donut. It's donut but flavored it's donut milk, milk, which we could put mm-hmm. on a menu in Los Angeles right now and, and probably get a pretty good line out the door for. Yeah, this here- would be like a real milk bar, yes. cereal milk, oh, ice cream. Totally. Yeah. That's donut milk. Brilliant. <gasps> mm-hmm. You know what? We okay. should suggest well, if anything it. comes out of this. We should su- should suggest this idea to Tim Hortons. That's yeah. what I grew up with. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just, I just actually filmed something in Toronto and did not realize how obsessed or how many uh, Tim Hortons there are. Oh yeah, and everywhere. I, I, I understand. Maybe that was the original debate plan to go Tim Hortons versus Donkeys. It's true. And Tim Hortons, you know, the middle of their donut. I think like Dunkin' Donuts does it too. Munchkins, right? Oh yeah, they got the little donut holes. The Munchkins. But that was yeah. after. That was no, after. No, after Timbits. Tim Bits. First of all, I'm gonna look this up. Hilarious. Tim Bits is hilarious. Tin tidbits. No, Tim Bits. Hilarious. And as I am quoting right now, Martin Short once said, "Only Canada would figure out how to make money off of a hole." (laughs) 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 They made something out of nothing. Yeah. So, oh, are you fact-checking the dates on the Timbits? I'm trying the, to. Oh, I love yeah. you so we're, much we're, right now. We're, we're believe it. We're believe. We're gonna go with it. This court is just gonna go with that as a fact <laughs> for right now. But I do have to ask, since we're now we're into the whole, uh, you know, Canadian, you know, pop culture thing. Yeah. Thoughts on ketchup chips? 
Oh my goodness. Love ketchup <laughs> chips. I mean, I grew up in a grocery store. That was my parents' business. So I ate as much as I wanted of all of that stuff for free and I could try it all. And ketchup chips, you know, I will say ketchup chips, why are they delicious? They're sweet and savory at the same time. Yeah. So ketchup yeah. chips are really good. So good. good. We agree. We all agree here. I, I love ketchup yeah. chips. It's amazing that they haven't migrated to I the agree. States because it's not like it doesn't feel like a culturally specific thing where like the American palate couldn't handle them. <laughs> They're like candy chips. Right. Like I get it. In Spain, like, they have ham chips, but you can understand mm-hmm. the tough that's jump. That's a lot. Right, but, <laughs> but not for ketchup. Not for ketchup. There must be a trademark on it. There's got to be a reason why we're not eating ketchup. Yeah, interesting. there's a little maple leaf somewhere in that little back of the bag that I, I didn't <laughs> notice. Did you have dill pickle chips growing up? I didn't, but I have the, the I think Kettle Chips brand makes a dill pickle chip that I've yeah. had a bunch in the last couple of years. And those are pretty good. I like those too. We had those yeah. too. <laughs> and I liked them. Yeah. So, but yeah, ketchup chips, I... I, and, you know, there's a lot of confections, like, what, and by confections, I don't mean to use that big of a word, but, like, you know, chocolate bars mm-hmm. and stuff from Canada that I'm very fond of. And one thing that my friend just came back from Canada and I forgot about was marketed to kids wine gums, which mm-hmm. are basically what you guys know as um, jujubes or jujubes. Oh, sure. Okay. They're little... Oh, yeah, no, they're still the little, the different, like, fruit shapes, mm-hmm. and but they're just gummies. But we call them wine gums. I don't Interesting. know why. I have to look at that. Maybe they were wine gums. shaped like grapes. <laughs> wine gums sounds like what you'd call your friend after they drink a lot of Merlot, and you can, like, yeah. see it on their face. Like, all right, wine gums, we're getting right. you in a cab. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's get let's get that Joker smile off your face and get you home. <laughs> the rain wine gums. I love w- it. Wine's we so are, serious. We have, we are, we're debating three topics at least right now. We got wine wine gums, ketchup chips. We got donkeys versus Tim Hortons. Time to pull it back around. Ophira, please tell us in the court today the case that you've brought to us. I'm a hot coffee drinker. I don't believe in iced coffee. I think iced coffee is, you know, like it's the soft rock meets smooth jazz of the coffee world. It's like water aerobics in a holiday in pool is to workouts. What I'm trying to say, it's like it just counts because you showed up. Kind of thing. That's what iced <laughs> coffee is. It's, it's not even a fake orgasm. You never climaxed, okay? You didn't have a chance. Wow. Wow. All a, right? It's a, not going to happen. Wow. A true hot, hot take. <laughs> On hot coffee, by the way, knocking off the elevator, rock, jazz. We got Kenny G in the wall behind me here. Hopefully you can hear that. All sorts of podcasts get recorded here. So, uh, Josh, I'm assuming that you think differently. I do. I'm an iced coffee all year partisan, year-round iced coffee drinker. I think a beverage should provide refreshment, that you should be able to hold it in your hand comfortably from the moment it's poured without additional fortification. Uh, It shouldn't be ruined if you leave it out for 10 minutes on your desk. And I think iced coffee just checks all the beverage boxes that I want and hot coffee checks very few. Josh, getting into his arguments already. Mm -hmm. We will have time to get into that, Josh. And I just wanna let you both know as we're becoming friends here that as a human, I have to really work on the pronunciation of the H-U. I, I'm a native New Yorker. That, <laughs> as a human, I have my own thoughts. I have my own thoughts. Okay. And I'll just, oh, Ophira, I'm going to just call it as it is. There might be a nice coffee in front of me right here. That might be something that's happening. But I turn that off. I am a judge with integrity. My decision will be based only on the arguments that are brought forth today. So we are going to get into it. But before we start, just like in most courts, 
we like to start our court with a quick trivia round. Mm-hmm. Trivia. 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 I don't know why. That's the monster truck echo that Crystal I wrote into the script. That I like audio that. audio clip. Very good. Yeah, Thank very you. good. You'll have to come up with your own sounds to ring in with. All right. So, Ophira, what sound will you be making to chime into the trivia? Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I like it. There's some. There's the Canadian in there. It's some, yeah, Canadian Matthew McConaughey. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, it's McConaughey. And I love it. I love it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. And uh, Josh, how about you? I'm, <laughs> I, I'm going to go with like an NBA Jam style boom shakalaka. Ooh. <laughs> I like it. Thank you. I, I, bo- I like that you both have really, really intense sound effects that are going to take a long time to make that sound. I know, way too long. We don't just go, bang. Yeah, all we you got to do is, that, that's like, <laughs> not that there is a strategy to this. We want to make them distinct. It's that's a right. kangaroo court, but yes, I love it. Gonna, okay, we we want to make this an audio uh, an audio waterfall. <laughs> we, we got a, okay, 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 and a boom shakalaka. Is that what it is, John? Boom shakalaka, okay. yes, boom correct. Boom shakalaka. Okay, and away we go. Question one, multiple choice. The winner of trivia will get to determine whether they present their argument first or second. Question Ooh, one. Beautiful. On, this is multiple choice. On the Gilmore Girls, the titular characters spend a lot of time drinking coffee. In the seven seasons of the show, how many cups exactly were shown being enjoyed? A, 503. B, 356 cups. Or C, 72 cups. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, that's going to be Ophira. A, please. The high total there, 503 cups is? Yep. Correct. You are correct. Yay! Wow. Wow. Add super Incredible. Fa- Gilmore Girls super amount. fan to the list of uh, titles right there. I do remember it was, I mean, you said seven seasons, and I was like, oh, my goodness, there were so many, and they were always having coffee together. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there. Well, there is multiple cups. Yeah, if you break it so down. So there's multiple cups, person. Yeah. If you if you break it down, because Crystal, producer Crystal, does all of this hard work. Season one alone featured eighty cups. Eighty cups. That's wow. Ins- wow. Was it, now I don't remember. Was it any brand or was it just cups? It was just cups, right? Just cups. Yeah. Because well, yeah. there was like a hospitality based thing, right? So they probably had the whatever the flatware was for the for the mm. bed and breakfast and for their home. I just love that you said flatware right now. Luke's Diner, of course. Oh, yes. Stars Hollow, a, a veritable, uh, you couldn't couldn't turn over a rock without finding a coffee cup. <laughs> yeah. Shameless confession, I've never seen an episode of Gilmore Girls, and I feel horrible about it. I'm now... Not too late. Just Not for the, too late, just my for friend. The coffee. It still exists. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> They're still there. There it is. Like, everything is. That's true. This is, that, well played. Thank you. All right, question two. Here we go with Ophira up 1-0. Price is right rules here, which always confuses me, but it means mm. the closest without going over. Okay. The world record for the oldest cat is held by a cat named Cream Puff who drank a little coffee every morning. How long did Cream Puff live? Boom shakalaka. That's Josh. I'm going to say 23 years. 23 years. So now, Ophira, you get to answer as well. That's great. Okay, I'm going to go with, oh, and it's Price is Right, so if I said one, uh, I could... Get it. But you know what? We always say Price is Right rules, and I know for years of trivia, it is so boring. <laughs> because when you win with the one, do you celebrate? No, everyone just goes, eh. So Gamesmanship. I'm going <laughs> to say 35. Wow. 
Bucks. We're 35? in a real competition. Okay. Oh, okay. How long? So, so 35 closest without going over. Ophira, you were right. 38 years <gasps> and three wow. days. A cat can live. A cat. Right. An average house cat. Everyone here and all three of us are just absolutely blown away that a cat can live 38 years. So every time my friend like has a cat that dies at twelve, we'll be like, "What? Ha- what did you do to it?" Not mm-hmm. let them drink coffee in the morning. Clearly, yeah. that's a bit. This a was little- this was Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> Nerble. <laughs> was Nerble. Ner- Nerble was a cat. Yes. Of course. Ner- I, yeah. I, Nerble? I just Nerble. Garfield's, Garfield's enemy. <laughs> Nerble, I. Thank you. It's a Nerble. Is, it's like Nerble. And- that's the gerbil. It's the same cat, right? It is the same cat, right? Like it's not a famous cat. Okay, it's not. Oh, it's not like Bubbles the Chimp. The right, series. that's what I'm saying. Like I, I uh, <laughs> yeah. maybe once I did a commercial with a famous cat, and like there's more than one of them. Just a little. Oh yeah, uh, there's many. Yeah. Wait so a second. Who did you do a who did you do a commercial with? I mean, Maura, I don't. Morris? Was it Fancy Feet? Was it the Fancy Feast cat? The white fluffy cat? I don't. You know, Ooh. maybe there's. I don't know. There maybe there's more that, than one of them. Yeah. That cat, the Fancy Feast cat, feels like. Like Lassie, and it's like there's probably been like fifteen. That's oh, yeah. <laughs> total. Right. Yeah. That's what it means. Yeah. 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 It's just like my chef assistant. My chef assistant. Her name is Scarlet, but there's been nine Scarlets. Wow. <laughs> the 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 dread pirate Scarlet. <laughs> All right. Here's, there it is. Here's so, the last Scarlet's knife. Good uh, luck to you. <laughs> Ophira, you're up two zero. Good thing Josh in my court. Question three is worth three points. Okay. Oh yeah, that's so you great. can you can win the trivia right here with this last question. It's a multiple okay. choice. What country consumes the most coffee per capita? A. The United States. B. Finland. C. Italy. Okay, okay, okay. Boom, that's gonna be Ophira chiming in first. Finland. Ophira. The answer is Finland. <laughs> I what? don't think. So I don't unfair. think we're running the table, I Henry. I don't I think we've one. had anyone run the table in trivia. Like I, I knew this one. <laughs> Wait, how did really? you know it? Because I did trivia for nine years. Right, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I've answered. I've I've read a lot of questions, and there's. I don't remember a whole bunch of them, but somehow I think because I'm a little obsessed with Finland, also a very high alcoholism rate. Do these things go hand in hand? I don't know. Who can say? Also, little fun fact: they this is experiment probably pre, now dates like ten years ago. They dropped wallets with a hundred dollar, hundred euros in them uh, all over all the countries that they could in Europe. I'm sure you know there was a few they didn't get to. Many of them were returned, not all of them. Of the ones that were returned, most of them were empty. The only one, wallets that were returned with the money in it still, 100%, was in Finland. Wow. Ooh. And honest people. Drunk, caffeinated, <laughs> honest people. Clearly caffeinated, and now we're knowing honest. <laughs> Finland, following up on the facts, in 2020, it was the Netherlands, but last year Finland pulled wow. into first with a whopping 26 pounds of coffee per person being consumed. When they say the quality of life is higher in Scandinavia, could it be that they're just on a caffeine high? I think that's what Ophira is saying. Also, you know, they take breaks for coffee. So not to reveal my DNA, but I am 29% Scandinavian. It's the fika. As it, I think it's pronounced fika, which is like mm-hmm. the relaxation. Their credit of- scores there are very good, yeah. <laughs> exactly, the fika score. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> What were you going to say, Josh? What was your answer going to be? I was going to say Italy. Yeah, I mean, that was... But I feel like they drink a lot of little guys. Little tiny guys. Yeah, that is true. true. 
true. Yeah. And my mom, uh, my mom was Dutch. So we also, there was coffee coming at me from both sides. But I love that they, four o'clock, that entire, I, I'm saying four, it might be three. It, it shuts down. Like business shuts down. Everyone sits down for a coffee together. That's it. I don't know what they That's call what it. That's what I family. do too. Even when I, even when nobody authorizes it, I'm kind of useless for about an hour in the middle of the day and I'm drinking coffee. Oh my gosh. Okay, here we go. That means, Ophira, you have three points. You ran the table. That means, Ophira, you get to make the toughest decision of the day. Do you want to present your argument first or would you like Josh to kick things off? You know what? I'd like to, I'd like to hear Josh. There we go. Taking the uh, home team baseball approach. Josh, you will present your argument first and we'll get to that right after this quick break. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Oh, the future of podcasting is going to be great when our robots can do it, right? Yeah, we'll really give us extra time for coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, back today in the food court, we have a hot take on iced coffee and also hot coffee. Which one is the true coffee? Let's find out. The way this works is that each of you will have three minutes to state your case. During this three minutes, you need to lay out your case and not focus on your opponents. This isn't your time to go negative. That'll come later. The first three minutes, all about the positive of your side. Does everyone get that? Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay, after you both lay out your case, you'll get a two-minute rebuttal to go as negative and as low as you want to go. Josh, you're going first. You got three minutes on the clock to let us know why iced coffee's the best. Terrific. Your time starts now. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm of the mind that a beverage default should be cold unless there's a functional heat to it. I'm, I'm not going to say I'll never drink a hot tea with honey if I have a sore throat, but that's not a beverage. That's a big mug of medicine. And yes, 
Medicine is allowed to be delicious. We've all had amoxicillin. Here are some points in iced coffee's favor. No one has ever had to sue McDonald's because their coffee was too cold and caused them bodily harm. Ice cubes give at least the illusion of partial rehydration when you're caffeinating, if not actual hydration benefits. I didn't check. It doesn't matter to my brain. Number three, it tastes good and not gross. Do I drink iced coffee in the winter? Yeah, because like all beverages, I consume it indoors where the temperature is regulated. If you're drinking coffee outside in the winter, that's fine. That's a functional heat. As I already talked about, that's a different ball game. But if you're drinking inside, it's the same conditions as you drink iced coffee inside in the summer. Drinking hot coffee in a warm room is redundant. Drinking it outdoors on a hot day is perverse, like making love in a full ski suit. Sure, yeah, some people might do it, but it's for perverts. Uh, people of the ritual of hot coffee, and I'm not going to say that that there's no comfort to that, but it is also what people like about joining cults. So just think about that for a moment. I will concede. I, I, I want to get ahead of this. I want to concede that there are some appropriate uses for hot coffee. Teaching children that some grown-up things taste bad and aren't for them. Yeah, that's one. You could pour a bunch of hot coffee out of a turret onto an invading army on the side of your castle. That could work. You dump out a big glass pot into a mug and you make believe you're a detective staying up late and solving a case, not just a regular sleepy human who needs a daily stimulant to get through life. Those are the kind of big, big ones. So in conclusion, iced coffee is a delicious nectar, perfect for year-round consumption. And hot coffee is simply the thinnest available version of bean soup. The highest purpose of hot coffee is to be cooled down to make iced coffee. I thank you for your service, hot coffee. And I thank you for your time, listeners. Josh coming in with time left, 40 seconds left on the bell. You'll not get it back, but I don't think you need it. That was succinct. That was... Thank you. Very well said. Very. Thank that, you. that was a great one. Bean soup. I'll never look at hot coffee again after hearing that. Lots to think about. And uh, is it mm-hmm. hydrating? I don't know. Is it is hot coffee a cult? We might soon find out. Ophira, <laughs> three minutes to let us know why hot coffee is the only way to have coffee. Your time starts now. As I mentioned, I love coffee. I got it from my parents who have a strong coffee tradition in both of the cultures they grew up in. My dad growing up in Israel, actually even before it was Israel because he was much older and my mother growing up in Holland. You know, But Thomas Jefferson said coffee is the favorite drink of the civilized world. And let me tell you what he was talking about, my friends. Hot coffee. That's what Thomas Jefferson was talking about. You know what I like to say? My life is a series of little distractions in between coffee. And am I having it alone? Sometimes. Because you know what? I can in the just this go with me on this fantasy. You wake up in the morning, the smell of hot coffee brewing you know that aroma that just wafts through the air it's like nutty and it smells earthy and it really puts a smile on your face and you pour it into your mug maybe it's a pottery mug ceramic maybe it's a maybe it's a glass mug and the way you hold it in your hand it it kind of lightly warms up your hand as you take that first soothing sip of this warmth trickling down your throat, this nutty, earthy elixir that, yes, has caffeine in it. That is what the stimulant that also, you know, kind of gives you a bit of a feeling of being awake. And that is where you start your day in this kind of moment of 
of beauty and being held. It's like the coffee holds me in the morning with its warmth. And then the other part of it that I love when I say my life is a little series of distractions in between coffee is going out for coffee with people. And again, it's a warm thing. It's the conversation that is warm. It is obviously the caffeine that adds a little bit of energy to it. But what kind of coffee are you drinking? Are you sipping on something very cold and sort of like freaking out because uh, you're like icing down your throat? No, it's this warmth of like conversation and having a little cappuccino or maybe just a, like a coffee and you you taste the, the warmth of it. You go, oh, I can taste that this is like a, a nice dark roast or I can taste that it, it's like a, a, f a French medium roast or, oh, I really love the way this espresso is so smooth. These are the notes that you get when the beverage is brewed, how it was always meant to be brewed, which is hot. It is how it is done in every European country. It was how it was first done. The very first indication that coffee was discovered was in Ethiopia, a warm country, but it was brewed warm. It was brewed warm, my friend. Interesting, because that's how you are supposed to do it to bring the flavor out of it. Is, do I, do I like watered down coffee? No, I'm there for the taste. I'm there for the feeling. I'm there for the way it embraces me. I'm there for the conversation. I'm there for the hanging out. I am there for the essence in which way it was originally supposed to be served. I'm not there for the way that it has been appropriated by America to make it easier, to make it easier to slurp down, to make it easier on a watered down palate, to make it, I don't, I like drinking it to its very Ophira. last drop. Ophira, this court will have to take away the last 20 seconds. I have more seconds. things to say. <laughs> I'm sorry. We'll, uh, we'll go to the court clerk. Yeah, okay, we're going to take off the last couple seconds of the argument, but what was said within the three minutes was striking. Is, does coffee bring us joy? Is it, is it <gasps> social? Is it, is, it a, is it a warm hug? Is it traditionally the, you know, is, it, is, is this about tradition and family values and civilization? So many, so many deep arguments and so much to think about as we get into our rebuttals. Josh, you're up now for two minutes. Sure. Uh, I have to say it's 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 pretty close right now. There are some strong arguments on both sides. They're both caffeine fueled. Let's be honest. We're not arguing decaf versus caffeinated. <laughs> That's true. We're yeah. Both like, oh, we need the caffeine. <laughs> yeah, we're we're all we all need that. That's we're all listen, ridiculous. Here. We don't Hi, just Josh. wake up and feel good. <laughs> yeah. Find me that person, and mm -hmm. I'm going to say we don't get along. Mm -hmm. Josh, you got two minutes to let Ophira know why hot coffee sucks. Your two minutes starts now. Sure. I think I think one thing that's important to talk about, and I'm going to address Ophira's arguments directly because I find them to be specious and I find them to be unconvincing. Sure, Thomas Jefferson said coffee is the beverage of the civilized world. Yeah, that's a nice quote until you think about what that means when Thomas Jefferson said it. He means it's a beverage for white people only. I think that's what it sounds like he's saying about hot coffee. He probably never had iced coffee in his life. He lived in Virginia on a plantation where enslaved people did his labor for him. He never had to go outside where it was hot. It's fine. Also, you said, I, I can't argue with the aroma of a hot coffee. I think that's a wonderful thing. And that is certainly a credit. But when you said you smell that aroma as it's piping hot out of the coffee and you take the first sip of coffee and it's the right temperature, that's an experience 
No one has. Every time I've ever taken the, fir the first sip of a coffee, it's always been I've let it go too long because I'm out of practice in, in your defense and it's been too cool. Or I've taken my first sip and gone, whoa, this needs another three hours of cooling because it is the temperature of the sun. Why does it start at the temperature of the sun? So that doesn't seem that's not a relaxing, soothing experience to me. Like it's the summer. I have coffee with friends frequently. I am wildly unemployed. <laughs> I sp sat outside with a friend today in a COVID safe environment and drank an iced coffee with my friend Lindsay for a couple hours. And if I had drank hot coffee outside, I would have perished. It would have been, I would have sweated myself to death. So iced coffee can itself be a communal experience. And yes, Europeans drink a hot coffee that is a european cultural touchstone and i would i would never say that they shouldn't have that i will also say europe doesn't even really have air conditioning they just like things to be uncomfortably warm so iced coffee we've improved it america's improved it we haven't improved many things but we fixed coffee <laughs> there it is josh coming in hot coffees too hot too hot thomas jefferson <laughs> too hot be someone should not be someone we look to uh, as inspiration in the, in, in the beverage world, perhaps. Ophira, you got two minutes to let Josh know why he's wrong. Again, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm on the fence here, to be honest. Two minutes starts now. I can't make any accommodations for the fact that Josh doesn't know how to take a sip of coffee at the right temperature. <laughs> I feel like that is, maybe it's genetic. I'm not really sure, but I'm hoping that is something that can be improved upon in the future. <laughs> you have this mouth that you can blow on something to alter the temperature of it mm -hmm. to make it perfect, which is part of the experience. Mm -hmm. But let's forget about that. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about <laughs> your iced coffee. What I, you might say coffee has been, you know, colonized. Basically, coffee has been colonized to make it what it is to be hot or cold coffee. But can we agree that iced coffee is the American appropriation of coffee. It has watered it down. It has made it something that only the weak tastes of the general population can handle. It's like, it's too hot. I need it to be colder. I feel like it's it's kind of weird. What about the summer? And if you want to look up a little science, everybody, you actually should drink a warm beverage in the heat. I know it doesn't feel in the moment like that makes any sense, but anyone that ever does anything outside Side, athletically does not drink icy cold beverages. It actually does not cause your body to cool down. But really, here's what I want to tell you. Iced coffee is the most taxing on the planet, okay? The most taxing. It requires double the impact. There's ice. There's a plastic cup. There's a lid. There's a straw. And then just because you're watering it down, you need to breed, brew it, double the strength, which means you're using more beans. The plastic straws it, it are bad for the planet. We know that. The paper straws <laughs> dissolve halfway through so are you drinking coffee no you're drinking a little paper in there too okay that's what's getting in there no sweeteners dissolve so then we have simple syrup which really doesn't even dissolve either it just sinks to the bottom and then you said you know oh I, it's nice to hold something in my hand oh my god let me ask you this does everyone here like a wet hand who here <laughs> likes a wet hand that's what you have all the time a wet hand constantly a wet hand wet hand so i don't find that at all great Oh, that was the bell. I've got more. Ophira, coming in. <laughs> coming in hot, understandably here in this argument. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I like know. the band Wet Leg, but I was thinking Wet Hand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wet Hand <laughs> open for Wet Leg. Wet Hand is tough. All right. Wet well, Hand listen, is tough. 
Uh, a lot, a lot to mull over here. Please, please sit in silence while I okay. go to my chambers. <laughs> go to my chambers, gather my thoughts. I'll take a quick break. I'll come back with our verdict. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Give me a woo. Roller coaster. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Okay, we are back, and I've had a chance to think long and hard about this verdict. Uh, But before I let you know what this court has decided, I will give each of you, Josh and Ophira, a chance to either persuade me to come back over the other side or continue to convince me uh, to your argument. Josh, anything you'd like to say here to wrap things up? Yeah, there is something I'd like to say. You're talking about, Ophira is talking about weakness about wanting the the world to conform to what's comfortable for you. That's what being alive is. It's wanting to feel good. And if iced coffee makes you feel good for a moment of the day, you should allow that joy into your life and not take it as a sign of weakness, but rather an accommodation in the increasingly inhospitable world. And if you had to pick one to do all day, right, or all year. If you had to pick, I'm gonna, I'm only gonna ever have iced coffee. If you're a person that's on the fence, or I'm only ever gonna have hot coffee, I think the number of circumstances that hot coffee is unpleasant is so much more compared to the number of circumstances in which iced coffee is unpleasant. So if you've got to take a side, I think just numerically, this is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Playing out the whole calendar, all of the seasons, Josh, wrapping things up quite nicely. Thank you. Nice, in a nice little plastic container to be consumed <laughs> whenever you want during the year. Ophira's, no no real defense of that. <laughs> Ophira, what do you have to say that you haven't said already because you've said a lot? I just don't like the taste of iced coffee. It doesn't taste like coffee. I mean, it's just not real coffee. It is literally 
diluted coffee. And then, you know, I was saying, like, I love a coffee, a mug of coffee to the last drop. You know what happens with a nice coffee? You never finish it. At one point, you just decide that it's too gross because basically you've drunk all the coffee that is in it, more or less. And then you've just got a cup of ice that you throw away. Like, you know, like there's going to be water on the planet for the rest of the earth. You're like, ha, 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 earth. Look at me just throwing away water after I had my, like, double brewed in a plastic cup with a straw and a lid iced coffee because for I believe in happiness, an emotion that I will agree is not complex enough. Oof. Well said. Well said. Josh and Ophira throwing down. Uh, Reminding me of uh, a moment I'm not too happy about. I just have to get this off my chest, Crystal. There's one time I went on a trip. I parked my car at the airport parking lot. I had an iced coffee. My car stayed out for four days in the, in the, in the, the blazing sun. Oh, I no. came back and I had a hot coffee and I still enjoyed it. That's how much I love coffee. <laughs> wow. That I took an iced coffee that turned into a hot coffee and I still enjoyed it because I love coffee of all types. And you drink black coffee, which I think makes that possible and not completely disruptive to your digestive system. That is true. In all fairness, it's black coffee. If there was some dairy product in there, that would not have ended the same way. It's pretty you know gross. What? I would like to say this is against my own argument, but an iced coffee in a car is really the only way to have a coffee in the car if you're driving. Mm. Mm. Back to the whole McDonald's, no one has- Much less danger. It's a much less perilous beverage. Again, this court has had a lot to think about. I don't like a beverage that comes with a threat. That's that living, comes with a warning. Josh. A warning That's on the living. <laughs> Actually, I'm, I'm glad. That's why you drink alcohol if you're out. <laughs> I, listen, lots yeah, of. I like to. Ex- whew, <laughs> lots of great points. Lots of great points, Crystal. I, this one is tough, and that that just reminded. Is hot coffee dangerous? Yeah, is baby. Is iced coffee hydrating? <laughs> <laughs> is it bean soup? Is it a cult? So many things that Josh brought up. We nullified the whole Thomas Jefferson bit. That's got to be taken out of here. Fira on the other side, really painting the pictures. Was anyone else in the middle of like the Folgers commercial? You're coming downstairs. It's it's Christmas morning, and and someone made oh, your 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 sibling came home. They were they weren't supposed to be home for the holidays, but you smell the aroma even in instant coffee. It's, ah, you're painting a picture. It's a it's a it's a it's a Norman Rockwell. It's just it's Americana. It's, it's civilized. And maybe it's more tasty, right? Is hot coffee more delicious? Is your social time with friends more delicious when it's hot? Yes. So much to think about. And this court really, at the end of the day, broke it down to two of the most compelling parts of this argument. I like coffee in each way, but this court will side in favor of hot coffee. Wow. Wow. I feel, listen, it's a victory I would like to share with my friend Josh. <laughs> because, Thank you for your graciousness. <laughs> because I, I, I feel true to my, I feel true to my person here, and I know that when Josh says he drinks iced coffee year round, that he is not making that up. Not joking. So he's the only person on the planet that deserves to drink iced coffee because most people are like a little willy nilly with it, but he's the only person that tries to make it a connoisseur situation. Thank you. So I would just like to say that Josh, although I think everybody else other than you arguing this, I would, <laughs> we would just wipe up the spilled coffee with them. But you Listen, are actually making it one. I mean, you're, you're close friends. I've said it. Uh, this is an iced coffee. I know. You know what I'm doing? 
You know what I'm doing tomorrow morning? I'm having on a hot coffee, even in the middle of the summer, because that's how compelling the argument wow. was. Incredible. And it came down, I don't usually reveal what it really came down to, but it came down to the science of hot foods. Should you have hot foods in hot weather? That's a great point. And then the aroma. And aroma is really where this came down to, is can you really get aroma from a cold brew coffee? No, that's um, true. It is tough. Oh, unless you spill it. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, my pants smell, have that nice coffee aroma. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know that I have offended so many people out there with my decision. Uh, and you can tell me nope. all about it on the, uh, the Instagram page for Food Court. Thank you so much for listening to Food Court. I'm Richard Blaze, and I have been your judge. Thank you so much for both of you for being here. For more Ophira, be sure to check out her new podcast, Parenting is a Joke, and you can catch her telling stories on The Moth and headlining stand-up shows, of course, and you can find her across social at Ophira E. To catch more Josh, be sure to stream his stand-up special, People Pleaser, and check out his book, Nice Try, Stories of Best Intentions and Mixed Results, and across social media, at Josh Gondelman. Thank you so much for hanging out with us and giving us so much time and really confusing me confusing the hell out of me today this was a tough thank one. you for it's having me pretty easy thank it's a hard-fought battle and i i nothing but respect to ophira nothing but respect back to you josh and to you thank richard you. and i want to oh. ask you all to do one thing for me and report back which is the next time you go to a movie do not get popcorn or a soft drink get a coffee Ooh. sat in a movie theater with a coffee it's amazing Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm feeling like there's a brand endorsement coming your way. <laughs> Anyone else feeling like someone needs to call someone? I think it's going to happen. <laughs> Find me on social media at Richard Blaze. Food Court is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Richard Blaze. My producer is Crystal Bamahi. Food Court was created by Christopher Hasiotis. The rest of my Food Court clerks are Jonathan Dressler, David Wasserman, and Jasmine Blaze. The theme song is by Jason Neesmith. For more cod podcasts, for more Codcasts, which is the name of my new podcast. <laughs> I'm in. For more yeah, shout out to the Seafood Podcast. Codspeed, everyone. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursion? Time for chill vibes. Beach How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.